0: come thou unexpected Jesus. I'm not going to continue our world changer series this morning. Uh, We'll come back to that on the first Sunday of 2014. Uh, But on this, the last Sunday of Advent, I'd like to share something a little more seasonal. So come thou unexpected Jesus. If, If you were here last week, Gordon showed a short visual presentation right at the very beginning of the service as people were gathering in. And this is a a still image from that presentation. In the background, Chris Tomlin sang a version of the hymn, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. And then later on in the service, we actually sang the original 18th century Charles Wesley version. Here's the lyrics of the first verse. Come Thou Long Expected Jesus born to set thy people free from our fears and sins release us let us find our rest in thee Israel strength and consolation hope of all the earth thou art dear desire of every nation joy of every loving heart but it was that opening line come thou long expected Jesus that that really got me thinking Because as the the visual presentation showed and, and as we all know from numerous Old Testament prophecies plus the growing sense of anticipation that was building 2,000 plus years ago many, many people were expectantly awaiting a Messiah. The longing for him to come was intense and building. And so for example 500 years before his arrival, the prophet Isaiah recorded these words, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Come, thou long-expected Jesus. And then the expected happened. Or did it. when I said, and then the expected happened or did it. I I wasn't questioning the fact that the long-expected Jesus the Messiah came on that first Christmas two millennia ago. What I was questioning, and this has been with me all week, what I was questioning was just how totally unexpected his actual coming and everything in around it turned out to be. And that's what I want us to think about this morning. That's what I want us to do. I want us to expect the unexpected. The story, the Christmas story is remarkable. But what makes it so astonishing is the unexpectedness of, of all that happened and who were involved. And what that actually communicates to us if we would just pay attention to it. And so alongside everything else we think about at this time of year, please include this thought that with God, you should expect the unexpected. And why do I say that? Well, because Christmas is a tangible reminder that that God works in unexpected ways. He works in unexpected places. And he comes for and he reveals himself to unexpected people. As I was preparing for this during the week, I came across a fascinating few paragraphs on a website for small business leaders. It was written by the executive of a company called Accelerated Growth Consulting. And he was advising his clients to do the unexpected. That was his advice do the unexpected. Here's what he wrote. Whether you buy into the Christmas story or not, you have to at least be amazed that over 2,000 years later, in America alone, over $450 billion will be spent. That businesses will organise their sales cycle around, and that employees will organise their vacation around a day designed to remember and celebrate the birth of a little baby boy born to two teenage parents in a small rural town, six miles southeast of Jerusalem, any way you add it up, that's rather remarkable. But one of the reasons why this story is so remarkable, apart from its religious significance, is because of its unexpected storyline. For example, if any of us were God... And we wanted to come to earth. I'm pretty sure most of us would have chosen to come to earth in full regalia. With lots of fanfare, attendance and a couple of PR dizzying displays of power. We would have done all the major news shows and talk shows of the day. And we would have stayed in nothing less than a four season level hotel. Or eaten in no less than a one star Michelin level restaurant. As the saying goes, when you've got it, flaunt it. That would be the expectation. However... That's not what we're celebrating 2,000 years later. The storyline we're celebrating, whether you believe it or not, he says, is about how God came to earth in the form of a little baby boy born in a feeding trough to poverty-stricken teenage parents in a two-bit small rural town so that he could identify and be one of us. Again, whether you believe the story or not, you have to admit that's a pretty unexpected storyline. In essence, what makes any story remarkable is its unexpected nature. And as a business leader, your business has a story to tell. If that storyline is predictable and ordinary, it won't be remarkable. But if you do some unexpected things or some things different from your competitors, your storyline will become more remarkable. That's brilliant. (laughs) If you do some unexpected things, this guy says, your storyline will become more remarkable. To say that God did some unexpected things with unexpected people on that first Christmas is an understatement. And if you miss that, that dimension to the story, we're in danger of actually missing the point or certainly missing any real sense of wonder that can so easily get lost all amongst the madness and the mayhem. So let's take time this morning to remind ourselves of the irony that enhances this story, the unexpected aspects that are intriguing and the surprises that just keep on giving. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? C.S. Lewis, writing in his classic Mere Christianity, says, that's one of the reasons why I believe in Christianity. It's a religion you could not have guessed. Nobody could have guessed. Nobody could have second-guessed the events of Christmas. I can't cover every detail, but let me mention a few. We already know these, but don't let familiarity breed content. A virgin gets pregnant. In terms of the unexpected. Enough said. You could describe this as an unexpected sort of expecting. An ordinary teenage girl. Engaged to an ordinary man. Is plucked out of her ordinary life. And finds herself dropped into the center of the glorious. That's how one writer describes Mary's story. But apart from. The unexpected parents coming to terms or not, as the case may be, with an unexpected conception and pregnancy is the very fact that the glorious God became an embryo. All that glory that that Moses could only catch a glimpse of or else he would die. All that glory condensed, concealed in the most hidden of places. He who angels worshipped, nestled in the placenta of a peasant. God becomes one of us, vulnerable, dependent, entering our world just like everyone else on the face of the earth. Inexhaustible glory encased in tiny human form. Come thou long-expected Jesus, but, but surely not like this. And the place, the the environment, the conditions into which you did come were totally unexpected, birthed in some obscure outbuilding with virtually nobody in attendance. On Wednesday night at, at the prayer meeting, Roy read to us these words from Max Licato, which captures the reality of what was taking place in that unexpected place. Majesty in the midst of the mundane Holiness in the filth of sheep manure and sweat. Divinity entering the world on the floor of a stable through the womb of a teenager in the presence of a carpenter. Expect the unexpected. God comes to us in unexpected ways and unexpected places. And he still does. His ways are not our ways. God is often found in the mess of life. That's what that video of the Philippines reminds us. Somehow, God in the rubble. If you feel that your life's a mess at the moment, it's very likely that God's right in the center of that. Doing something in unexpected ways. And then the unexpected people who are allowed into this remarkable story is striking. Shepherds of all people. Now previously, and you would have to go back hundreds of years, shepherding was a recognized career choice. And shepherds were respected at some level. In fact, some of Israel's greatest heroes were shepherds, Abraham, Moses, David. But not anymore. By this stage in history, first century Palestine, shepherds were, as Roy has already said, seen as the lowest of the low. Or maybe not quite. They were viewed by the people of Israel as one rung above the leper on the Jewish ladder. Nobodies. Common thieves is how they were regarded. Outcasts. Dregs of society. Their testimony didn't even stand up on a court of law. They weren't allowed to take part in temple worship due to their background and their living conditions and their rugged existence. The religious establishment had next to no time for them. And yet, yet they are the ones chosen by heaven. Chosen by God to be the first to know of Messiah's birth. But it's more than that. They're also the first to visit. The first to go and tell everyone that a Savior has been born. These would have been the last people anyone expected to be involved in this story to be involved in these events, and yet here they are right at the front, right center. And whenever the messenger from heaven showed up to these shepherds in their natural everyday, every night environment, his message actually backed up his appearance. Luke 2, verse 10, I bring to you good news that will cause great joy to all people, all the people, not just the religious, not just the esteemed, not just the respected and sordid, but all people. And this includes you guys. And just, you can, just in case you, you miss this. Just in case you don't hear what I'm saying. Today. In the town of David. A saviour has been born to you. And so they get to go. And they get to be part of this history-defining moment. They get to be those who announce the Messiah's birth alongside a bunch of angels. The unlikely and the overlooked are entrusted with the best news ever. It's almost unbelievable. But it's certainly unexpected. But it goes further. Because the, the irony intensifies, the unexpectedness just keeps given because in the birth narratives of Scripture, another group of survey or surprising people are raped right at the heart of it. At least the shepherds were Jews, not these guys. They were rank outsiders, strangers, astronomers, stargazers from the east. There's been a lot of speculation as to exactly where they came from, but it doesn't really matter. The main issue is they didn't come from Israel. But more to the point, again, they, they weren't the ones anyone would have thought might get an invitation to an audience with the long-expected king of the Jews. They were pagan magi. They were people who watched the heavens, who read the stars. But via a star, God directs them, guides them, and leads them to be among the first to worship the Messiah. We saw his star when it rose, and we've come to worship him. Those who should have gone to worship Jesus are deeply disturbed by rumors of a newborn king and they actually want to kill him. But the magi continue on their quest and eventually they find Mary and the child. They bow and worship and humbly present him with symbolic gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. unbelievable. Come, thou long-expected Jesus. But so much, if, if not everything, surrounding his coming was unexpected. The people involved were totally unexpected. The people included were unexpected. The poor, the vulnerable, the confused, the misunderstood, the outcasts, the marginalized, the outsiders, the strangers. Those you might have expected to be involved, to be included, were either the last to know or else they didn't want to know. Many of them had been waiting for years, wanting a different kind of king who would overthrow the Romans and set the world to right in their terms. But this baby, this is not what any of them expected. These events, everything around this was unexpected. And therefore, so many of them missed his birth. They just didn't get it. And subsequently missed so much of his life. You see, as it started, so the story continued. Because as Jesus, the Son of Man, the Messiah, the Savior of the world, grew up, he continued to be found in unexpected places. Drawn alongside and including unexpected people. Fishermen tax collectors, prostitutes, the unclean, the broken, the dysfunctional, the drunkards, the gluttons, the outsiders, the poor, the sinners. The long expected yet rather unexpected Jesus came and spent time with and reached out to all the wrong kinds of people in order, why, to make them right. He came to make outsiders Insiders. And the only thing that excludes anyone is pride and the refusal to accept that you need Jesus. And so as Jesus Himself said very early on in his ministry, do you know, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. I have come to those, not to those who think they are righteous but I have come to those who know they're sinners. And so this Christmas, it is my hope and prayer that those of you who know how much you need the long-expected Jesus will take time this Advent to say thank you. Thank you, God, for the amazing gift of the Christ child who is still good news to all people. But this Christmas, as a result of what actually took place at the first Christmas, I also hope and pray that all of us will recognize that with God, you should learn to expect the unexpected. To remember that God is still working in unexpected ways and unexpected places, that God still comes to, that God actually reveals himself to the most unexpected of people. And so if you're here this morning and you feel, you know... I don't really fit in. I don't really belong. I don't really deserve to be part of this. I don't really feel worthy. I feel a bit like an outsider. I feel a bit like a stranger. I feel a wee bit of an outcast. Then the unexpected nature of the Christmas story should be music to your ears. Don't box God. Don't restrict God. Find God in the mess. Come, thou long-expected Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you did come. Together we celebrate that. But thank you for the unexpected nature of your coming. May we never lose the wonder. Let's pray. Back then at that first Christmas, you knew about the shepherds working late at night. You knew about the travelers following the light. You knew about the crowds with their hopes and fears. You knew about the stable and poor Mary's tears. So right now, because of Christmas, you know about outsiders who feel they don't belong. You know about the stranger who speaks another tongue. You know about the exile who's forced to leave her home. You know about the foreigner who feels so much alone. You know about the poor whom nobody will know. You know about the puzzled who feel they're far to go. You bring them close in Jesus, each loved by him. You turn in things inside out, You, God, bring outsiders in. Thank you. Amen. Let's stand together. Glorious light, see the dawn of salvation.